Well, let's get right into the word then. Everybody ready? Okay. If you're, like I said a, a, a few moments ago, if you're new with us and don't know what kind of service this is, it's a healing service. What that means is we teach on, speak about healing, and then we minister the power of God to, he, to bring healing to the physical body. All right. Not talking spiritual healing. That's really not a thing. Uh, we're talking physical healing. Okay. Physical healing for the physical body. Um, if you're already doing well, good for you. This will be good faith food to keep you in that place. All right, I like to say sometimes this is good for anyone with a body. You know, so if that's you, you qualify. If anyone's here that doesn't have a body, I can't see you anyway. So, <laughs> uh, uh, But if you have a body, if you have ailments, then this is a good service for you because the power of the Lord is present to heal and uh, he wants you well. Amen. So, so like I said, we'll minister the word on the subject and, and uh, then we'll minister through the laying on of hands and so forth and, and prayer and we'll get he, sick people healed. So if you have a Bible or if you're new to church and you don't really know your Bible very much, uh, you could look one up on your phone, just take you a second and, uh, and go with me to the book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And I want to talk to you about the source, the healing source tonight in Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Acts 10, 34, it reads, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He's responding to a great vision he had where the Lord basically taught him that salvation wasn't just for Israel, but it was for also the Gentiles. Okay, And uh, verse 34, 35, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. So peace comes through whom? Through Jesus Christ. We get peace. You could say we get peace with God, and it only comes through Jesus. There are not alternate routes to gaining this, uh, uh, this um, I don't know, truce between God and sinful beings. But peace comes, peace with God comes only through Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say he is Lord of all. So he's, he's showing that Jesus is the only method to arrive at this place. He is Lord of all. Verse 37, that word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism um, which John preached. Okay, so it's talking about Jesus. John preached that Jesus was, uh, and then Jesus was baptized. And verse 38, here's the message, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And, and so uh, the word proclaimed since John the Baptist, specifically that Jesus was anointed. That just simply means the Spirit of God was on him. It's what he said after he uh, was baptized and went for a period of fasting for 40 days, the devil tempted him. He resisted successfully. He came out in the power of the Spirit. And then he went into the synagogue and said, he opened up the scripture, read from Isaiah. You'll 
maybe you, you can see this in Luke chapter 4, and Jesus read where it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel and to heal and so forth. And so he said, I am anointed. He told people about God on him, the power that was on him to do these things. And this is in Acts, just a, a different way of saying this, but this was the message. Jesus would go around every, everywhere telling people, the spirit of God is on me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then there would be a demonstration of that power. And what would that be? It would be healing. Okay, God on Jesus didn't make people's lives worse. He didn't go about handing out sicknesses to all who were naughty, right? He didn't go out handing out judgments to all who had sinned, but really he, what, he was acting in the place of God the Father and he, he went about doing good, all right? Well, what's good? How many know good, does, we should understand good, but when you get in religious circles, Good gets confused, all right? Uh, and good is defined real clearly for us here that, that doing good was healing. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed. So if God were good and God did good things in your life, what would be the end result? Yes, this is not complicated. This is elementary, my friend, that, that the end result of God showing you goodness is healing in your life, is healing in your body. And so we see here that Jesus is the one who healed. He also delegated that to his, through his disciples, just like he does today. He delegates this task to me and to, and to others in the family of God. In other words, he still heals when we do it. We do it. We stretch our hands out and God's hand is stretched out. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, we say this a lot, God touched people, God touched me. So many times that touch of God came through someone else touching us, right? But it was still the touch of God. He just used another person to do that. And so, uh, and so those who suffered, as the scripture says, uh, with disease, they were oppressed by the devil. Can we see real clearly here? Sickness is of of who? The of the devil. If you have a sickness or a disease or an infirmity of some kind in your body, you do not need to wonder for a moment the author or the source of that problem. It is the devil. The devil. Not the Jesus. The devil. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that every time someone's sick, there is a demon present. It doesn't mean you are demon-possessed or necessarily directly oppressed by a demon, but the source, the root cause of all sickness and disease is uh, devilish. Uh, I think one person said uh, one time that sickness is the foul offspring of father Satan and mother sin. Yeah, it was never a part of God's original plan. It's not his plan in the future. You can always see the perfect will of God when you look at earth before the fall or you look at heaven after there's no more demons around, yeah? And you see there's no suffering and there's no pain. That's really the will of God. We are here to invoke and to enforce and to make known and, and to manifest the will of God in this interim section. 
between the fall of man and, uh, and uh, you know, the return of our Lord, okay? In this time, there is sickness, there is disease, there are demons, there is bad stuff, and we are to use the Word of God and the power of God to overcome it. Jesus was the model. Jesus showed us how to do this. Just like he was anointed, we are now anointed by the Spirit of God, and we are also to go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. And really, it's just an extension of what Jesus did. In other words, when Jesus heals someone through me, it wasn't me. He, I participated, but he is ultimately the source of that healing. Amen. In fact, the, 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 the Word of God uses this language uh, in, the, in the book of Acts. So this is at the end of Jesus' ministry at, and right as he was going up uh, to be seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, it talked about how all, it spoke of Jesus and all that he began both to do and teach. So at the end of his earthly life, end of his earthly ministry, it was spoken of, of all that he began to do and teach. Not all he did, period, the end, and now we're waiting for him to come back. <laughs> and it's rough, right? No, all that he began to do and teach. In other words, the ministry of Jesus didn't cease when he went, went uh, back to heaven to be seated with the Father. It, it, just, it, it just was extended through people, through, through us. Amen? But same ministry. In fact, Jesus made statements that are even astounding to some of our the natural brains, when he said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these because I go to my Father. So the ministry of Jesus didn't stop. It didn't, it didn't become less. It wasn't diminished. It actually increased when he left. So we, don't we shouldn't be looking for a lesser manifestation of healing tonight. We should be looking for greater. Yeah. Can you believe that with me? Come on, I mean, Jesus saw some pretty amazing things, but we should expect more than that, more than Jesus. Are you saying you're greater than Jesus? No, I'm saying I can do nothing without him, but here he is right in the middle of us, working through us, working with us. And all that we do is by the power of God. Amen, amen. And so, uh, uh, so, so this is interesting how this, this verse ends like looking at it again, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Notice, notice the result of God being with him. What was it? Healing. Notice he didn't say, uh, well, God will be with you to comfort you in your sickness. A lot of people are resigned to in their suffering and their pain. They'll say, well, the Lord was really with me during my difficult time. Well, of course he's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But if all you expect from him is comfort during a difficult time, that's all you'll get. But Jesus said here, the result of God being with him was healing. So let's raise, our, raise the bar here of expectation and say, Lord, you are with me, but you're not with me just so I can say, you're with me. Just so I can say, well, it's been, a hard, it's been a hard road, but the Lord is with me. Well, wasn't he there to do anything? You mean all, almighty God? I mean, think about it. If you have, you know, you have, a car, you have a car trouble, but you have a friend who lives right next door to you. He's a close friend, and he's a mechanic. 
But your close friend, whenever you had car trouble, you told your friend, yeah, I'm having car trouble. And he said, well, here I am. I'm with you. I'm your neighbor. <laughs> and uh, if you ever need to talk, uh, just come over. We'll talk. Because <laughs> I know it's hard when your car doesn't work. Life is hard. Difficult. But I'm your friend. I mean, I think if I have a close friend, they're really a close friend, and they're a mechanic, and I need a mechanic to help me with my car, they better help me. Otherwise, you're not my friend. Isn't that right? Amen. And we say, you know, we're friends of God, are we? I mean, does he help us? Amen, amen, amen. Uh, you know, uh, someone sent me a text a while back. It was so, uh, well, it was someone who uh, cuts hair. And she said, uh, and, and she said she had some health problems, whatever, da, 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 had to change an appointment. And, I, I, and so I said, back to, I said back to her, well, I know a guy who actually is really, he's like good friends with God. So I, I put that out there for her. You know, she sent me the praying emoji hands. Fine, fine. What I was, what I was hoping that she would do, what I was wanting her to do, because she knows me well, is, is I was hoping she would say, yes, would you come and pray for me? I was, I was kind of hinting because I wanted to see I wanted to see her healed. I just needed her to think right. To think, I mean, she knows it. She knows of some of your healings. Why? Because she's been, you know, cutting on my hair for a long time. <laughs> so you have lots of time to talk, right? And talk about miracles. And I've told her, and wow, and all these things. And then she gets sick and sends me a praying emoji hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> How'd I get off on that anyway? Anyway, oh yeah, friend, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> scripture says God was with him. The end result of God being there was healing. So I'm telling you, God is with us yes. tonight. Yes. What does that result in? Healing. healing. Yeah. Lord, we don't just want you to be here and say some nice things to us or comfort us in our pain. No, we want the mechanic to fix the car. Yes. Right? Yes. We want the electrician to fix the circuit, you know, electrical problem. In, uh, and you being the creator of all and the healer, and you call us your friend, we're expecting some, uh, some healing to go on here tonight. Yeah. And that's not like being rude. That's like normal. If I was the, if I was the mechanic and I was your friend and I was your neighbor and you had a mechanical problem in your car and it wouldn't run and you didn't ask me, I would also be saying, I thought we were friends. You got a problem and it's putting you back and I'm your answer. You don't even ask. You think the Lord might feel that way? 
And that illustration goes, goes with my message, the healing source. So go over with me then to another place, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 16. So the Lord is our healer. There is no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. It is only the name of Jesus. And saved, as, you, as some of you know, when you see the word saved or salvation in the Bible, it includes healing for the physical body. It's not just a spiritual salvation. It includes our natural lives as well. And so there's something about going to God for healing and trusting Him rather than trusting yourself or mankind for the same outcome. There's something about the relationship. There's something about this that shows loyalty, that when we have a problem, a physical problem, and we look to the Lord. And I mean first, but even if you, did, if you didn't know better or whatever, but then when you find out that, no, I should have looked to him. I should have looked to him. That honors him. Just like I said, you would honor me as your mechanic friend. By the way, I'm not that, so don't ask. But uh, I'll send you elsewhere. Uh, but if I'm your mechanic friend, it honors me to you really see me as a friend that you would ask me about something like that, okay? We honor the Lord by looking to him. Now, in 2 Chronicles 16, there was a king named Asa, all right? He was a he, for the most part, as a big picture, he was a godly man, a good king. His heart was right with God, but he had gotten into some bad habits in his life. And what those bad habits were was he began to not rely on the Lord when he had a need. Things would come up and he wouldn't turn to God for help. He would turn to natural sources, okay? And in this situation, see, Asa was king of Judah and uh, in the, Israel was split this time. The nations were split. And so Israel was um, coming against them, building a city to stop uh, traffic from going in and out. And so Asa, instead of seeking the Lord, instead of asking God what to do, he went and um, basically went to the king of Syria and said, let's make a treaty uh, between me and you. Break your treaty with king of Israel and uh, come do one with me. And so he was looking to the king of Syria for help instead of God. So verse seven, 2 Chronicles 16, seven. And at that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, because, now the seer, you know, is a prophet, okay? Because you have relied on the king of Syria. Notice that language. Because you did what? Relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord, king of Syria, not the Lord, your God. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria has escaped your hand. Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, so this was earlier, he had a good habit. He was trusting God. He would go to the Lord when he had trouble. Because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Why did you overcome in this situation? Because I relied on the Lord. Why did you lose this battle? Because I didn't rely on the Lord. That's straight. 
Okay? Uh, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of everyone. <laughs> to show himself strong on the select few that he in his all-knowing ability chooses. That he randomly selects like a lottery this person will get healed, this person will get healed, but most of them won't, but thanks for playing. <laughs> no, he's looking throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. I mean, oh, God wants to do this. He is strong. He wants to show himself strong. So he's looking for an opportunity. So why don't he do it for everyone? That's not how it works. It doesn't just work that way or there would be no problems. Earth would be heaven if God just showed himself strong. He responds to our choice, our faith, our decision to look to him or not look to him. And if I have a problem and I'm looking to someone else, I am excluding God from the equation. He wants to help me, but he will not force himself on me. So he to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Who does God show himself to? Loyal hearts. Okay, we should be asking ourselves right now, okay, do I have a loyal heart? Let's go on and continue reading. In this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. Then Asa was very angry with the seer. <laughs> Shoot the messenger and put him in prison, for he was enraged at him because of this, and Asa oppressed some of the people at this time. Okay, but here, here's what I want to draw your attention to. Uh, the definition of a loyal heart. You see, it's right in there. Who has a loyal heart? Because oftentimes people will say, oh yeah, I'm loyal to the Lord. But what does that mean to them? Here's what it means to God. It means that when you face a challenge, you have a need, you have an, an obstacle, you look to him. It's, it's disloyal for me to have a problem and look to someone other than God. It doesn't mean that God won't use necessarily another person to help me, but that would be God working through them. My, I'm disloyal to God when I'm not looking to him. And I... I you know, this is kind of a big problem even among Christians. Financial need, who do I know? Who can I borrow money from? Or who can I, you know, get it out of? Or, and it's just people. Health need, immediately, we think the medical route. And I don't mean that medicine is sin. I'm not implying that. But if that's where our first thought goes, I have a need. I'm looking to, for a natural solution. I mean, I thought you were friends with God. Thought your neighbor was a mechanic. Thought you were friends with the healer. I thought you worship him and you love him and you say he loves me and he's for me and he'll never leave me. And he's the healer. And you don't go to him. You don't talk to him. You don't say, ow, Lord. Ow, Lord. Right? That should be our immediate and consistent response, and God would determine, he would define that as being loyal. And now he gets the opportunity. 
the door is open for him to show himself strong on our behalf. He wants to. If you look down then in uh, verse 12, well, where did we stop there? Verse 10. But verse 12, and in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, and his malady was severe. Yet in his disease, look what it says, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. He did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the 41st year of his reign. In other words, it's making a connection. He, at one point, would seek the Lord, and the, he, God would give him great deliverance, would give him great victories. And somewhere along the line, he stopped looking to the Lord as his source, as his answer, as the deliverer, and he started looking to people. And whenever something came up, he would look to people. And the Lord took it personally. And he got wars. He got to have wars because of that. And people, I'm sure, in the kingdom were saying, what's going on? I thought, Asa, we have a good king. What's all with all the battles? What's with, what's with all the problems? Well, your king's not looking to the Lord. That's what the problem is. And then eventually that habit of looking to people, it came personally to his own life when he got this disease and he still didn't look to the Lord. It's like, ah, the prophet even told you, stop doing that. Now you got this disease and you won't look to the Lord again? And, it, it, and at the end here, like we see, it cost him his life. So the implication is, is that, the, that the physicians were incapable of curing him. He went to them and it didn't work, whatever they were able to do. And so uh, why did he do this? He obviously believed they could help and that he didn't need God. Sometimes uh, I think we should watch out for the, in the whole sickness and disease world thinking, well, this one's an easy one. This one's small. We'll just take care of it. I don't need to look to the Lord because there have been many people that have had seemingly easy procedures done and it ends up becoming very serious very fast. I mean, some of us know people who went in. It's like, man, that wasn't even going to be a big deal. They do that all the time. And, and uh, three weeks later, they're dead. And, and say, what's going on there? I'm not claiming to know. I'm just saying that Asa apparently believed the physicians had him on this situation. Otherwise, he would have went to God. And he thought they had it. And apparently, they didn't have it. And they, did, they weren't able to, to handle it. And the end result was his not looking to the Lord cost him his life. And so this habit of looking to man instead of God cost him. And how many know we can train ourselves in life? We can train ourselves with whatever's coming up to look to the Lord. I mean, we do have to kind of make ourselves. Because if we have a default, just like we have habits of certain behaviors and certain responses to things... We can train ourselves. Lord, Lord, looking to you, Lord. Got this situation. Lord, you're my answer. You're my wisdom. You're my strength. You're my healer. You're my victory. Huh? And look to him. It's such a good habit to do. Think. Lord, help. Th thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You can, eat, you can learn to do that with pain, too. Little pains come up, and you just say, not in Jesus' name. Almost like you, you, it's just default. Nope, nope, no, you don't. Nope, that's not going to happen in Jesus' name. Nope, 
not gonna, nope, not gonna keep, not gonna have that. When that's your first response, again, I just, I see that it's loyalty to God, it honors him. And uh, Asa didn't look to the Lord for healing and this passage tells us that he died as a result. And so let's train ourselves to look to God. Why wouldn't we look to the Lord? Well, maybe we don't believe we need help. Sometimes we could be wrong. Maybe we don't believe that he can help. Or maybe we don't believe that he will help. Those would be reasons why people don't look to God. But he wants to help. He is the source of our healing. And so I want to recommend everybody today, look to him. He's able and he is trustworthy. You can rely on him. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 6 from the Amplified Bible. It reads, uh, for, uh, let's see. For thus it stands in Scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious, chief cornerstone, and he who believes in him, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, shall never be disappointed or put to shame. Well, that sounds like a good outcome. I won't be disappointed. I won't be put to shame. What's that the result of? Those who trust him. Those who believe in him. Can we do that today? Easy. Easy. Say, well, my problem isn't believing that God wants to, God can do it, God uh, you know, has the ability to. My problem is believing that I am, you know, able to believe. My problem is believing that, you know, my, my faith is, is not sufficient or strong enough. Let me encourage you in th this way. Strong faith doesn't look at itself. Okay? We don't receive from God by analyzing ourselves. We receive from God by focusing on His faithfulness. His ability, His faithfulness, His Word. I don't look in the mirror and get stronger in faith. I look at Him and get stronger in faith. So if you think, my, I don't know if I have enough faith, forget that thought. Just absolutely irrelevant. All we're gonna do tonight is say, you're my source. You're my healer. You're my answer. I look to you. Amen. Say, so what, what, what's happening when I do that? <laughs> Can I tell you? Your faith is awesome. Your faith is strong. Your faith is focused. It's powerful. And you didn't even know it. But don't go back looking at your faith again. Look at him. Look at his word. Amen? And then one last verse uh, uh, today. Uh, you don't need to turn to it, but Mark chapter 11 and verse 24 tells us what, we're, what specifically we're supposed to believe. Jesus speaking here. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you are good enough. Believe that you feel it. Believe that you see it. Believe, any one of those true? No, very specifically, here, here's what I'm, what I'm, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe that I receive them, then you will have them. My, my having 
happens after I believe that I have received from God. And tonight, that's healing. Say, what do I do? You don't have to hardly do anything. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, 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 he provided, he gives it, he has the power, he has the ability. I'm just saying yes. Have you ever noticed when we pray with people, if you're a regular around here, you see this all the time. Uh, if you're new here, you might not know what this is. But we pray with people uh, primarily Sundays every week to be saved. And I never have to work with them. Meaning saying, come on now, believe. <sighs> believe, believe, believe that you're saved. Now say it, I'm saved, I'm saved. Now say that a hundred times, I'm saved. I believe I'm saved. Now do you have enough faith? Is your faith strong enough? I mean, no, we'd never do that. Why, we treat it as simple. And yet it's the greatest miracle. We treat it as, hey, just pray this from your heart. Say this to the Lord, he hears you. Say this with me. I believe that Jesus took my sin that he suffered and died in my place. I believe he was raised from the dead. He's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. We only say it once. I confess Jesus is Lord. Amazing, it works. It works! Yeah. And so that's the greater miracle. And so that's all we're doing here tonight is, is when we pray, when we lay hands on those who need hands laid on them, it doesn't take a big to-do. We don't have to be, you know, sometimes I pray for people and they're praying 100 miles an hour in tongues. You know, just like shot, you know, like chill. Seriously, I mean, this is not on you. All you're just going to do is say, yes, I receive. I got it. How do you know you got it? I believe I got it. I believe I got it when we prayed. I believe I got it. I believe I got it. Amen. Well, do you feel better? Well, I believe I got it. So my feeling is, it's either there or, you know, it, it will, it, your feeling will respond. It will come after you got it. But the, the gotting it is what your faith does. Amen? So just like you would receive Jesus, I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. Today, I receive my healing. I take my healing right now. I've got it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for working in here today. By your spirit. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and he's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, 
Congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.